Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. I think there is a question that lingers at the back of many people's minds. It may be subconscious, maybe not. In one form or another, the question is this, just how far am I supposed to go in following Christ? Or what exactly does God expect from me? Or where are the limits in my service? Or how do my desires fit in? As you can see, the question may be phrased in a variety of ways, but ultimately, it is the same question. Today on Drawing Near, we take a closer look at the mind of Christ and continue to learn what spiritual service and maturity look like. So let's open our Bibles to Philippians chapter 2 as we prepare to study the pinnacle of service. As we prepare for our study today, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for today. We thank you for the blessedness that we have in each day with you. We ask, Father, that you would guide and direct us in our study today, that you would help us to struggle with those thoughts and emotions that sometimes challenge our service to you. Help us to see in Christ what you desire for each of us. And then, Father, open the door of our understanding so that we can not only see but begin to do all that you call us to. Help us today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we begin today, let's read yesterday's scripture along with today's. So beginning in Philippians chapter 2, we'll begin reading today at verse 5. Verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Now, we already recognized yesterday that Jesus Christ has a mindset that each one of us as followers of Jesus Christ are to embrace. We are to have the mind of Christ. We are to think the way Jesus thought. So the mind of Christ literally emptied himself of himself. Jesus is God, but he did not consider equality with God something to be held on to, but rather he emptied himself, became of no reputation, became a man, not purely God, but he became a God-man. He became a little lower than the angels. This is the mind of Christ, the mind that says, I will empty myself of who I am in order to do what I need to do before the Father. He took on the form of a servant when he himself was king. In verse 8, and being found in appearance as a man. That's an important phrase. Jesus became a man, but he never stopped being God. And it's one of the great paradoxes of Christianity. There is nothing like Jesus anywhere in creation. He didn't just appear to be a man. He became a human being. 
He was born, he bled, he hungered, he thirsted, he wept, he was tired, he became a human being, and he was encumbered with human emotions and frailty. He was even tempted to sin just like we are. The distinction is, because he is also divine, he was able to resist that temptation to sin. That enabled him to be qualified to become our substitute, our sacrifice on the cross. And so he was found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. So what we've done here in verse 8 is we've moved from the mind of Christ to the mind of Christ in action. And that's what Paul is calling the Philippian people to do. Not just think like Jesus, or not just think about what Jesus thinks like, but to begin thinking like Jesus, to have the mind of Christ, and to allow that mind to be lived out in all of the relationships and all of the circumstances of life. Now, if you try to do this, and as a believer, you must try to do this, you are going to face a lot of perplexing situations. This is not simply a what-would-Jesus-do black-and-white situation all the time, because sometimes the right thing to do is to not do something in someone's life. And sometimes the right thing to do is to do everything for them. So this takes the leadership of the Spirit along with the mind of Christ. And so the whole Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, go into this kind of behavior. And it takes prayer, it takes study, it takes thought, and then it takes humility, surrender, a willingness to suffer for God and for others. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. How far do we go in our service to God? There is no limit. We go as far as God calls us to. What about my desires? Well, we die to ourselves like Christ died to himself. We deny ourselves. We take up our cross daily and we follow Jesus. So, self is not a consideration. It's only about the King, it's only about our Lord and Master. What does He want of us? That's what we do. How far does He want us to go? That's how far we go. And then we hear the human excuse or the human complaint but I can't do that. And the answer is, that's the wrong statement. It's not that you can't do that. It's that you can't do it in your own power or that you won't do it. Because what God calls us to do, we are able to do through his power. In our weakness, he is made strong. Jesus was obedient, notice, humbled, emptied himself of self, And then how did he live? Obedient, even to the point of death. That's the Christian life, to empty ourselves and to serve, even to the point of death, and then not just to death, but even the death of the cross. In Jesus' day, in Roman times, the crucifixion was the most ghastly, the most intense, the most extreme type of death that a criminal could face. It's why the Romans reserved it for non-Roman criminals. A Roman citizen could not be crucified because it was too extreme. 
Verse 9, therefore God has highly exalted him. When God calls us to give it all, and we give it all, then God rewards in an appropriate way. God highly exalted Jesus because of the mind and the obedience of Christ. And he gave him a name which is above every name. There is no name higher than Jesus. We ought to be very, very careful how we use the holy name of Jesus. We ought to be careful not to use it as slang. We ought to be careful not to use it in vain. And we need to remember that as brothers and sisters in Christ, when we get saved, we take the name of Jesus upon ourselves. We are Christ's. We are Christians. And that name is holy, and our living should live up to that standard. So God has given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those things in heaven, of those things on earth, of those things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus died on the cross to pay for the sins of humanity. The only sins that are covered by his death are those sins of individuals who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. But by dying on the cross, Jesus has been exalted and has been given a name above every name, and every knee will bow of humans, of supernatural beings like angels and demons. Every knee will bow regardless of what sphere, above the earth, under the earth, on the earth. Every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I am thankful that as a Christian, I recognize the Lordship of Jesus Christ today, and I not only confess his Lordship, but I seek to live under his Lordship. And God is going to do this because of the mind and the action of Jesus Christ and to his glory. That's what it says at the end of verse 11 to the glory of God the Father. Jesus glorified God in his sacrifice, and Jesus will glorify God because he did what he was supposed to do. He will glorify God in his exaltation. Praise the Lord. God promises to do the same for us. We do not need to be afraid of losing out in serving God, in humbling ourselves in being of a lowly mindset. You cannot outgive God. Paul says, I am convinced that the sufferings of this world in no way compare to the glories that await those who serve God. We need to hold on to that. Father in heaven, thank you for this example, this model, and this call in our lives. And I pray, Father, that you would help us to not only see and understand, but to embrace this opportunity and obligation and help us to put our faith in you and not in what we see and understand of ourselves. Help us to know your will and to do it. And help us to know that your will calls us to have the mind of Christ, a humble, lowly, faithful mind, that results in sacrificial and complete obedience. We look forward to the glory that lies ahead. 
It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.